Welcome back to the Crossover Podcast, the show where you get comics and you get sports and you get Bachelor finales. And Jess Brady and Craig Needles are both here. And I got to say, I am excited to have you guys here for what promises to be the most historic Bachelor pod <laughs> of all time. <laughs> are we going to bring out random single men to proposition one of us at some point later in the show? Oh, God. <laughs> well, not on the pod. We'll get to that no. later, but that was, that was, that was painful. Oh, that, oh. that was so bad. Is that, I was thinking about this, Craig. Is that why we found out why Rachel was The Bachelor like a month earlier than usual so they could set that shit up? I hope not. Because it was not worth it if that was no, the case. Like They could have done that on the night of. Mm-hmm. Like, and I'm not going to remember those guys that, that she met. I, I'm Except just... that one guy who said, once you go black, you oh, never go back. God, yeah. That what was a... awful. Oh, that was ferocious. I was expecting him to, like, have him booted off right then and there. Uh, yeah. He's, like, <laughs> melted into a puddle in front of Rachel, and I would have been okay with that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God. Dumb. I just, like, the, 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 just, that guy's name will be Dean. And that 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 is Dean. And, no. uh Sully, the name of Dean. <laughs> oh, or, uh, I've got bad news for the other deans of the world. Um, no. Yeah, sorry, Dean. Um, I just don't. I can't for like that. I will remember when I see Dean come out of the limo the next time. Be like, oh yeah, that's that idiot that made a fool of himself on live television. So. <sighs> Freaking Dean. <laughs> <laughs> what Awful. a stupid. What a stupid head. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, oh, Dean. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, could you imagine being in that audience when he said that? I would have been like, "Get out!" Yes. Uh, yeah, I would. Have I, well, I, I think I just, I might have just screamed like when, when, uh, you know, at my place, I just might have screamed the word "no!" Like, it's like <laughs> "No!" What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, just before we get into the the actual events, how do you guys feel about the way they actually do? the finale where they bring the the one girl in first and you know that she's always the the one who loses i'm I've, i don't know how else you do it well here's my suggestion and this is abnormally cruel but uh this is what the uh the the bachelor is already abnormally cr- cruel and i'm just you know pushing it into, into bad territory what if they brought both girls there they're standing there in their, in, you know, they're looking as, the, like, in the dresses, looking as, as oh, beautiful man. as they ever left. And then Nick has to get down on one knee <gasps> and say, look at them both, and then just go, you know, and say one and go, will you marry me? And then you get the reaction of the one girl going, yes, yes, and the other girl going, oh, where you can go, like, and you can pinpoint the second her heart rips in half. And Ooh. now. I've got a... I've got an equally just idea. Why does he just have to decide which one he's going to marry by some sort of Price is Right Plinko game? Like, isn't <laughs> like, Or, if you what want if to be cruel. girls duke it out with those oversized Q-tips like in Gladiator Wars? Ooh. Well, like in American Gladiators? Yeah. Yeah, that'd yeah. be fun. Yeah, the joust, I believe that, that yeah. was called. To the different. death. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> no, to the pain. Um... <laughs> I would be fine with any of those outcomes, but as far as the actual things that they might do, 
I just don't know what they can do unless they they might maybe they throw us a curveball and they might have done this. I, I I don't have I don't have every single finale memorized. They might have thrown us a curveball where at some point they have the person that you know the person that actually gets to marry the lead go first and then there's the heartbreak afterwards. But that's just not a good way to crescendo the show, right? Like, don't no. you want the last scene yeah. in the show to be proposal? So yeah, yeah. They've done Plus, the they've done the swerve of like one guy didn't like didn't wasn't that Chris Souls or somebody where like they didn't propose to either lady? Or... No, it was um, uh, somebody before that wasn't Chris Souls because Chris Souls proposed to someone and then yeah. left her like, right afterwards. <laughs> Sounds like him. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, they've they, they they've done like little swerves before. I don't know about the major swerve. I just don't know if that's happening. But they've done little swerves. I just I just don't think there's a way to really fine tune the finale beyond what they've done because you just want the last shot in the show to be that. Yeah. Plus, it kind of like builds that anticipation and also the the residual shock of if you don't agree with what he's done when mm-hmm. he goes to propose to the other girl, you're just kind of like, what are you doing through the last like five minutes of the show? So that is a, a different kind of crescendo and, and drama if you think about it. So that's true. <laughs> it works oh, yeah. For everybody. yeah. My my wife was analyzing the dresses and the shoes of both the girls, like like Smart. she was like she was Batman or some shit, just yeah. you know like filing it away for later. So that because they always do the thing where they show the feet first and then pan up, right? Yep. And the second like Raven's foot came down, she knew from the shoes and like the silver lining on the dress. Yeah. she was like, oh, no, wow. right? I so did I. I did the same <laughs> thing. I said no as soon as I saw it with Raven. <laughs> It's true. I was sitting here, like, my eyes locked on the screen, and as soon as that door opened, I was like, no, you've got to be kidding me! (laughs) I was so mad. (laughs) I'm just gonna throw this out there. Raven's too good for Nick. Yes! It's true. Also too good for Nick, Vanessa. (laughs) Also too good for Nick. Oh, uh, probably like the whole final five, even Corinne. Yeah. Also, too good for Nick. Those damn puppies he brought out on the date with Raven. <laughs> yeah, that was. Leave those puppies alone. They are that... too pure for this world. That was that was probably the best part of the episode. Those those yeah. cute Finnish puppies. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome huskies. God, I want one so badly. Uh, <laughs> so, they flew Nick's entire family to Finland. Yeah. Have they ever done that before? I don't remember them ever flying the entire yeah, family someplace. Yeah, they flew um, – they, they've sort of done that. They they flew the families – instead of doing hometowns on Caitlin's season, mm-hmm. they flew the families to some resort in Utah. Okay. So they've, they've done the moving the families Wait, around. you said before. resort in Utah? Yeah, it's a ski resort, I think. Oh, Maybe okay. it was Colorado. Oh, okay. All right, some sort of ski sense. resort in either Utah or Colorado. I was thinking it was like Utah in the summertime. Well, that isn't any good. Right? <laughs> that was what I had pictured in my head when you said resort in Utah, but ski chalet type thing makes, <laughs> makes much more sense. Anyway, continue. Yeah, so they've done sort of the family moving around thing before, but uh, yeah, not quite like this. I... Uh, I was fine with it only because we've already done the whole Wisconsin thing, right? We didn't. Mm-hmm. You don't need to do two on-location Wisconsin shoots in one bachelor season. In fact, I highly question as to whether you need to do one. <laughs> I could have used. I'll tell you what I could use. Like I know how they do those reaction cam vids on on YouTube. Those are all the rage right now. Is is just watching people react to things. I could have. I could have used Nick's little sister. Yeah, I could have used her reaction vid when he turned down Raven, and her just going, "Oh, come on, what an idiot!" Right? Like, yeah, yeah, that would have been good. I don't know. I just feel like 
since we're talking about the family, that uh, the interaction between Raven and his family was just so much more genuine. And obviously, Vanessa hadn't had that extra meeting that Raven got early on, right? Yeah. So she was at a disadvantage that way. But I just, ah, I and it was totally what you guys said was probably going to happen was that, you know, they set up this conflict the last couple of episodes, make you think it's not going to work out, and then they go for it. But it, I just feel like there was, it just seemed like there was no doubt that this was what he should be doing, was picking Raven. And maybe that's down to the editing, but it was just kind of like, what are you doing? <laughs> Like, it just seemed, they seemed to fit so well. He was even saying, it's just so much fun. You know, it's, like, effortless. And it's like, well, that's what it should be like, right? You know? And then he's like, no, let's go for my type, who is someone who I don't necessarily always have such a great time with, but apparently we have chemistry. Yeah. And Vanessa just came off as rather cold. Am I the only one who thinks that? She got yeah. little, like got rather cold in the last few episodes and, and a little uh I mean it's really your classic like submissive versus dominant personality here. And yeah. the only twist being the Canadian one is the dominant one in the in this scenario, which is yeah. the the twist of the season. But, um, uh, yeah, I, I thought that I think that Vanessa was just a little bit weirded out by the whole situation. I think some people adjust to the fact that I'm considering getting engaged to someone on television and there's several other women who might be doing the exact same thing as me right now. I think some people adjust to that a little bit better, obviously, than others do. And I think that Vanessa was having a hard time with that. And sometimes that'll... Yeah, totally fair. And sometimes that'll cost people whatever relationship they have with the lead in the series. But uh, Nick, Nick, I think, just liked her too gosh darn much for that to matter. Is it safe to say that Vanessa maybe, maybe didn't show up for the right reasons. Maybe she just showed up trying to be on TV and then all of a sudden, bam, fell in love. Yeah. Possible. I forget who it was. Was it one of you guys or did I hear it somewhere, somewhere else in the media while, while just, you know, the general bachelor buzz was building over the last like month or so. Um, Vanessa actually has her own IMDB page. Yeah. She's been on a, she's been on like three or four shows, like just little bit parts. Yeah, and which, I mean, no judgment. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, But, uh, yeah, I mean, it certainly is. I mean, if we're talking about there for the right reasons, why does anyone go on a show like this, right? Do you really think that you will find your soulmate within, like, six weeks or eight weeks' time? And then, you know, like, it's... Some people do. I I know. And sometimes it works out. Like, you look at... um, Oh, shoot. I forget their their names. I think it was... Is it... uh, JP, I forget the girl in his season, but they're doing really well, I think. And there are a few people that have worked out, but like I don't really know if that's. I think that's just luck that that's mm-hmm. for them out that way. I, I think the vast majority they don't end up staying yeah, together, right? Broken clock, right? You gotta you like at a certain point, at the, just based on sheer numbers, some of these have got to work out at some point, right? Yeah. Vanessa was in Blue Mountain State. Yeah, that I did know. I, yeah. I, I knew she. I knew she was yeah. credited as in an episode of Blue Mountain State. Yeah, haven't, but haven't sought it out just yet. Neither have I. But she was credited as girl. Yeah. What is that? Yeah. <laughs> Blue Mountain it's State. Just, it's just a, a show fo- football. It's a well, it's a bro show. It's it's a it's an absolute bro show. It it, it was Ew. it was like if Varsity Blues was even more broy and oh. Yeah. And it became a TV show. And it became a TV show. Yeah. yeah. So Vanessa was in one episode in which she was the the, the role she played was girl. Yeah. They, they didn't even give her a name. That's a coveted role. <laughs> coveted role, you guys. Coveted yeah. role. 
a lot of people looking to be girl. Uh, uh, so let's talk about sort of the way it uh, it shook down. Like you know, Raven got to do her date, Vanessa mm-hmm. got to do her date, and yeah, once again, as as Jess was saying earlier, it was a matter of you know us being sort of led to believe, well, things are going great with Raven and with Vanessa, yeah. it's been kind of a bumpy ride. And it was the same sort of thing with the families. Like, oh yeah, the the little sister loved, loved Raven. I kind of had a, like, I didn't know if I loved the little sister being on the show and used in that way. Like, which of these girls, like, now Vanessa has to, like, you know, know that her potential future sister-in-law, who's also a child, True. was hoping that Nick <laughs> would get, was going to get engaged to someone else. Like, she has, there's, like, TV episodes of that, like, that Vanessa would have seen last night. Like, yeah. I don't know how I feel about that. Um, <laughs> do you guys think that they should have used the kid? Like, that, they didn't have to do that again, did they? I think the kid just threw it out there, to be honest with you. I don't think the, I don't think the producer elbow, because, you know, like, kids are whatever. They just blurt out whatever comes to their mind, right? And yeah, I, I don't think that the producer popped her like like nudged her and said, "Go go say go say you like Raven. Go say you really like Raven." And and yeah, yeah I just I, I think that the kid just actually blurted that out. Yeah, I think that's and I, I mean kids too on this show. I I don't think are necessarily a. Um, in this instance, it was unique. I mean, I forget. I think it was Emily her season like she has she had a son i think or no a daughter sorry a daughter Mm -hmm. um and she was incorporated into some of the final episodes in meeting the guys right she was obviously a lot younger didn't really understand obviously what was going on so i would think that that was a more genuine interaction where it's just like oh does this little kid like me i don't don't know you know she's not being propped up by the producers either um but yeah i don't know like i think i think she's how old is bella is she like 13 14 something like that or young yeah like between 10 and 13 right yeah yeah yeah, she's pre well preteen we'll say yeah Uh, old enough to have her own thoughts and be quippy and Mm -hmm. yeah she's like a natural so maybe there's there's another another addition to the bachelor franchise in about uh 10 years or so <laughs> get bella on her brother didn't have much luck her turn you know see what yeah. happens um but uh yeah i don't know like i do see your point though that's that's going to be a little bit hard for uh, vanessa to overcome and i mean she did have this very emotional moment seemingly with nick's dad which i i don't know just i don't know if i thought that that was really all that genuine i don't know i just i didn't buy it i thought that the connection that raven had was just more natural and more at ease than she did but then again she'd had that extra time with them before so and even the face nick's mom's face when she was talking with vanessa was yeah, like mm, I don't that was ice it. cold that conversation oh. Ooh, fr- that was frigid continue yeah no it didn't it did not look like it was going over well <laughs> It, it genuinely seemed like Nick's family liked Raven more than they liked Vanessa. Like it, it really yeah. did. Yeah, and that's hard to overcome too, because you know if you if you meet someone who you do you think has genuine potential for your child, you you would think, oh well, that's lovely. Like I really hope that works out. And I mean, like families, as Vanessa can attest, they are a big important part of people's lives. Like, she doesn't want to give up Sunday lunches. I don't blame her. That's a lovely tradition. But, I mean, if you don't, if your partner doesn't get along with your family, that you could face some real rough waters, some real choppy waters sometimes. So, I feel like that's just another obstacle now. If, if they feel like he's just falling into the same pattern, which I think is something what his dad said, too. Like, how, how is she different? She's the same type of girl that you always go for. Mm-hmm. Um that could be a concern. Be like, why would they take her seriously when the other girl who is breaking the mold a little bit seems like such a good fit for him? I mean, 
and I, I said this to my wife when it when it got down to let, let's say it was a coin flip. Let's say let's say Nick has these two split down the middle, and and he and he is at at the point where he's like, all right, heads Raven, tails Vanessa. That's this that, that's all I can come down to. I've got no other choice, right? It's too close to call. I think Raven would have been tails. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't know why. <laughs> Anyway. <laughs> I don't know what's better. Don't know how to you segue off of that. <laughs> but anyway, like the conversation, like for me, like let's say it was that close where it was down to a coin flip. The conversation he had with Raven was just this nice conversation of, oh, I hope you pick you. And then the conversation he had, like Vanessa just like wouldn't let it go you know it was just like kept hounding him and hounding him to say tell me you're gonna pick me tell me you're gonna pick me like i want to hear you say it i don't want to wait till tomorrow or whatever the hell i gotta wait and it was just like jesus you know like like that would have been it for me like that would have been the deciding factor like she if, if that like if matt pierce was sitting in that seat instead of nick vial that would have been vanessa tripping at the finish line as as far as as i'm concerned yeah because she would have should have or could have known damn well that i can't say that to you that does that's not yeah. how this is supposed to work yeah, she. It was like her Jasmine moment. Jasmine was, was wanted to choke him out. This was her version of that. Yeah, but she at least reined it in enough that. Uh, yeah. Know, she didn't start trying to choke him, which was. Yeah. Fucking awkward. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, a little bit. I feel bad because it's like I, I can totally understand why she was kind of falling in the last little while like it seemed almost like every shot of Vanessa within the last 45 minutes was her tearing up even in the limo on the way there it seemed like she was you know still at that point where she's getting teary and she doesn't know what's gonna happen and uh, you know I can I can I feel bad for her because that to me is a sign it's like you maybe are the type of personality that should not be on this show if you can't understand or come to come to terms with the fact that this is just the way this process works. Like you, you guys were saying earlier, I mean, you just got to understand that there is no certainty. He can't tell you it's, it's not supposed to happen this way. You just got to roll with it. And Raven definitely got on board with, with the motion of the ocean in that, that sense. <laughs> Craig, would you have rather gone on the horseback riding creepy Santa date or the ice skating yeah. date with sixpence, none the richer playing in the background? But I'm glad you brought that up. I might have some words to say about that. Uh, I would have wanted to go on the creepy Santa date. Really? Wow. I disagree. disagree. Explain yourself. I think that the creepy Santa date would have been fun. You were on a sleigh, and I'm not good at skating. All right. Well, you had to go horseback riding, though. How are you? Uh, horseback riding I on ice. I have never been horseback riding before. <laughs> I might be great at it. Who knows? Yeah, well, according to Nick, you just squeeze your legs together. That's all it takes. Oh, dear. <laughs> fucking guy. <laughs> <laughs> fucking guy. Uh, I'm, I'm starting to not believe Raven's elevator video. Uh, <laughs> 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 but So you guys both would have gone with the... With the, with the yes. Six yeah, pence on the bridge. The ice skating, okay. and then at, afterwards I get to play with a group of Huskies? Fuck yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, wait a minute. Sorry, I forgot about the Huskies. Oh, man, okay. I changed my mind. I would follow my face while skating and play with the Huskies. Never mind. Sorry, yeah. take it back. Yeah, like, yeah. I thought it was, that back. Yeah, I thought it was also weird that, like, because obviously it was it was like this weird homage to Frozen where they were going to this thing and you expected that one dude who was like selling Ludafisk in, in the movie Frozen was going to pop out. 
But then Santa shows up. And they gave you, like, that creepy serial killer shot for Santa where it was, like, <laughs> two, two frames of him hiding behind a tree holding a lantern. It was like, what the fuck was that? And then <laughs> Santa comes out of the thing and hands him this whatever the hell it was. And then Vanessa goes, this is for love and this is for fertility. And I'm like, I don't want Santa Claus to be giving me anything that has to do with fertility. Okay. Like it just, that's oh, a good point. It's, it's, it's off. It's off. It's Finnish Santa. Finnish yeah. Santa is different. I, <laughs> I was sitting here watching it with my boyfriend, James. And I was like, first of all, Santa lives at the North pole in Canada, <laughs> <laughs> which is not necessarily true, but it's my standpoint. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, no, that was it was creepy. Who gets a wood carving from Santa with your face on it? Like that's just maybe we should have known right then and there. It was meant to be because of the wood carving of fertility and love. But I I don't know. It just the whole feeling of both of those dates. It was like the date with Raven was just so lighthearted and fun as it like featured by music. <laughs> What's that? They scored it. Like, they gave it music, for God's sake. Yeah, right? exactly. That's an indicator of, like, how fun that was and how yeah. that's supposed to be, like, a really positive one and how we're fo- supposed to feel about it. Mm-hmm. I think the producers just friggin' trolled us to oh, hell and absolutely. back. Oh, they, they were setting Raven up for the, the chair shot to the back of the head at uh, yeah. at the altar the entire episode. It was, it was, it was great. It's uh, true. My wife, as I've mentioned before on this podcast... Mm-hmm. Her favorite movie. Was Team Raven. <laughs> A, she was Team Raven. Yeah. B, and her favorite movie is She's All That. Yeah. Which, Classic. for someone who's 31, mm-hmm. maybe that's not necessarily... It doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, hey! Okay. Hey, you gotta I'm stick with what works, right? here, because She's All That is a classic, okay? It's okay. Yeah. Hey, I'm not going to say it's, it's it's a good movie. I'm not, I'm not going to challenge you there. But, oh, it smells like we got a She's All That uh, podcast commentary track coming in the future. Oh, man, I would be thrilled to be part of that. Just yes. because I would want to do the hacky sack scene. Uh, yes! Never. Let it. Drop. Drop. Uh, but when they when they busted out the six pence, none the richer, kiss me. Yeah. Oh. She was, Stacy, uh, she, she had an outburst of anger. I, I received two all capital letters text messages from Jess. Yes. It was um, it was it was not good. People people were angry by that music selection, at least in the no. at least via the sample size of people I watched The Bachelor with. Well, just because. like it was in, in the sense that it's it's so iconic that it should be left to that one that one yeah. moment in in movie history. Well, also I'll say this because in that movie, okay, there I'm sure there are a lot of people who would bring up problems with the whole premise of the movie. <laughs> I mean, they do, based on Shakespeare, sure, it's a little sketchy in some ways, romance on a bet, that sort of thing, awkward. But the whole idea of it, it's just so pure in that moment, in that movie, and to sully it with that crap, <laughs> like, first of all, if he had picked Raven and it had gone the way that it should have, fine, but you just, you can't bring in that classic in that, as James would say, and he'll love this that I said this, Drek. Like, you just can't, you cannot pair that. You just can't. It just, oh, it made me so mad. I I, I did text you, Craig, and as you said, I, but it was like, do not sully this song. Do not. Don't besmirch its good name. Oh, God. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay, no. Jess. Yeah. This is a safe space for ranting oh. about 
sixpence none the richer. <laughs> yeah. uh, but you're you're right. They they probably could have found a different song that people have uh, of less than emotional attachment to, specifically people born in the mid to late 1980s. <laughs> Which makes up about 80% of their audience, I believe. I would say so, yeah. It's, it's yeah. a big part of it. Uh, so, that, that was not a great choice, but generally that was probably a pretty fun date, because, I, again, I'd I, I like to apologize for forgetting about the puppy portion of the date. Mm. <laughs> I lost it when those puppies came out, man. Oh, I texted you and Stacey. I was like, puppies! Yes. Also, all capital text messages. Yes. <laughs> Uh. Raven, I thought, handled the rejection in a rather dignified manner. I, I yes. thought, like, a couple of tears, and but not much else, right? I thought that there's a chance that she might not have been that sad for some reason. I kind of feel like, though, yeah. she was expecting that not to go the way that it did, but mm-hmm. once it, like... Um, okay, look at it this way. Mm-hmm. Um, when the Broncos lost to the Colts... Mm-hmm. In the playoffs, um, in, in Manning's second last year, so the year before, the, the, the year between the two Super Bowl appearances, mm-hmm. when they lost that game, like the Broncos had been struggling for a few weeks before that, and they lost that game, and I was disappointed. And then, basically, seconds after the game ended, I'm like, wait a minute. Deep down, I knew this team wasn't going to win the Super Bowl. I always knew. Mm-hmm. And maybe that was the, the the same thing for Raven. She was like, oh man, actually, well, you know what? Now that this has happened, I kind of. I kind of realized this is the way that it was going to go the whole time. So now that this has happened, I'm, I'm okay with things. So maybe yeah. Raven had the same sort of moment I did with the 2014 Broncos. <laughs> so, so what you're saying is Raven was like Stan's dad in that one episode of South Park where he's driving by and then he just goes, well, gave it my best shot. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> and I like the pretty fact much. that she Han soloed him too. Like, cause I believe he, he goes, or he said something like, I'm going to miss you. And she goes, I know. And I was like, oh, yeah. way to go, girl. My only wish is that she had gotten to the door and then turned around and went, and by the way, I faked all those orgasms. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been my only wish is that she had done that or at least, or like at least alluded to it at the, uh, at the, the, after the rose ceremony. Yeah. Yeah. My only wish would have been Nick being frozen in carbonite as soon as she said, I know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 Uh, uh, save him for when the bachelor gets stale again. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We got to thaw out Nick Vidal. We're getting, <laughs> ratings are dropping. Thaw him out. <laughs> I can't see. Uh, <laughs> But, uh, no, I, I, I agree that she handled it uh, remarkably well. And, yeah. yeah, maybe it just, like, maybe she's just a pretty pretty well-together person when it comes to her emotions. That said, I don't think her ex-boyfriend would say that. Based Didn't she attack your ex-fiancé or whatever with a shoe? At she least did one that. person would disagree with you, Craig. I was yeah, well, other than him. Um but yes, I would uh, I would generally agree that uh, she handled it uh, she handled it quite well, or maybe she just didn't care that much. That's true. Yeah. Whereas I kind of thought that she was going to be devastated based yeah. on the way that yeah Edith was happening and and some of the things they were saying on the date and the way that she was looking at him like when he came in I was like oh like I was like I was prepared for it just to be this this awful awful scene and it wasn't that so maybe she just wasn't that bummed out yeah cuz they let her give the speech though too before like like she got to walk up to Nick and be like I know you're going to you know ask me to marry you and say all and it said all this lovely stuff and then Nick yeah. you know just had to go like 
Actually, I'm picking Vanessa. (laughs) And the look on his face, too, the whole thing. It was just kind of like, girl, stop. Girl, stop. Pay attention. Yeah, he was just like, and I'm an asshole. (laughs) Right? Yeah. Oh, God. Poor girl. Uh, I kind of wish they just cut her off mm-hmm. like or like someone just like said no we're not <laughs> don't let her do this don't yeah. let her and do this stop stop she's already dead process of being on the up and up and not wanting to put people through uh like tougher situations than need be which has been his mo through this whole season and once he knew something he would make a decision right and i get it it's the finale you have to have a little bit of that suspense and drama but it really did break with his new tradition of bucking the trends um, by letting her just put her heart completely out there and then obliterating it, right? You would think he would say, hey, listen, nah, don't bother saying anything. Like, we're done here. I'm picking the other girl. So it is unfortunate because it did kind of go against what his whole motto was this season was make a decision when you know and don't cause any extra unnecessary pain for people. Yeah, yeah it kind of did go against his MO. You're right. Yeah. Nick, when you're the bachelor again in three years, we'll remember this. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Once he gets yeah, out of carbonite. He ain't going to make it with Vanessa. Like, it's not going to last. No, like, oh, my God. Did, like, did you see her in the in the the post game, I guess, whatever you want to call it, the, the after the rose? And she she just, man, she was straining to do some explaining and that whole thing. And, and seemed like she was really trying to convince herself more than anybody else in the room. Yeah, I don't know. It just seemed off to me. Uh, I think that's fair. Mm-hmm. Craig, where does Vanessa winning The Bachelor rank all time in, in great individual Canadian performances? <laughs> oh, that's a good question. Well, certainly high. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say that it ranks, it's got to be below Donovan Bailey winning the 4x1, yeah. or winning the 100 meter dash. Mm-hmm. Probably below Mike Weir winning the Masters. Mm-hmm. But not far behind. She did get a championship. Not that far behind. No, no, yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's probably in the top five, though, when it comes to, like, things that the entire world would have noticed a Canadian individually doing. It's got to be top five. Yeah. <laughs> like, seriously, like, it, it ranks above any sort of hockey player doing anything. Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. Just when it comes to global, global, yeah. When it comes to global recognition, yeah, I think the Bachelor is more important than, like, well, I shouldn't say more important. Wayne Gretzky. No, no, like an individual, like an individual Gretzky moment. Though there's really nothing that kind of compares to Vanessa winning the Bachelor. So I'm just talking about the singular moment. Yes, Wayne Gretzky is more famous than Vanessa, but just generally. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. I don't know, though. I mean, like, the whole fact that she was Canadian obviously wasn't hidden away. Like, they went to Montreal. You know, they she talked about how important her family was and how the distance might be an issue for them. But I, I don't know. I think people could probably, like, forget that she was Canadian in a way. Like, I don't... I, I don't know, maybe it's because we're Canadian, it's not a big deal for us, but I feel like that wouldn't have featured heavily in people That's thinking that she is. I, I don't know, they didn't, I mean, she wasn't saying A every two seconds, so. That's true. <laughs> she had a the American throats, but. Uh, she had a little bit of a, of a French oh, yeah. accent. A little bit, yeah. But I don't think that it's like, I don't think that people will be like, uh, Vanessa, like if it if they had to compare her and Raven, that it would come up necessarily in the in the rankings of their characteristics or like what who they would choose 
I don't know. For for me, when I was sitting here watching it over the last few episodes, I was like, I think the the differences in their locations are going to make too much of a di- uh, like of a difference, and that he'll pick Raven mainly because there's less of a conflict in that way. You know, like she's more more willing seemingly to to relocate. It's not as big a deal for her. But I don't know. I don't know if the American audience would have really would have really picked up on that as much. I don't know. Maybe I'm out to lunch. Who knows? Well, Craig and I discussed this, and I had a little theory that uh, it gives Nick the, the, the best out he can get, right? It, yeah. Is, is that he can say, well, you know, we like if he picks Vanessa, because Nick obviously is, is invested in, in, in staying on television, and uh, this gives him the best out to say that, you know, oh, well, you know, we, we tried, but the distance, we just couldn't work the distance. And, and you know, when the, and when they break up, he can always blame it on that. And he can still seem like the nice Nick Vial guy that we've known for most of the season, right? Yeah. And then he can be the Bachelor again in like three years. Exactly. Ugh. Please, God, no. Is he the worst Bachelor? Have have there, Has there been another person? Juan has... Pablo was worse than him. Oh, yeah. I forgot about him. Sorry. <laughs> I don't think I'm not a big. I've only seen two hours, so I, I really only have him compared to Ben Higgins. But Nick Ugh. is above Ben for me. Like Ben was friggin' dry white toast out there. Like that that guy. Oh, had, yeah, but he was he was good at wait, being wait, handsome. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Was that a reference to to Big Fat Greek Wedding? No idea. No. no oh. dr- dry, dry white toast is just something I I say to describe <laughs> generic boring white dudes. Uh, which oh, is funny. what Ben was. He, he was a good-looking white dude, but he had no personality, and, and and yeah. Also, as I've said before, I did meet him after his Bachelor of Fame when he was peddling his wine that was uh, really? <laughs> making the rounds, and he's not impressive. He wasn't, yeah. I mean, he just... Uh, you're thinking of a different Bachelor, Ben. You're thinking of Ben Flanick, not Ben Higgins. Yeah. Oh, there are two Bens? There, there are several two, Bens. Two... There should be rules about the Bachelors having the same names. I'm sorry. It's okay. Um, but yes, I, I don't know. Like, Nick doesn't rank that highly in the list for me. I, and here's the thing. Uh, I just find the Bachelorettes all generally to be far more likable than the Bachelors. There. I said it. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. I, I would I would hang out with... And, and I'm not just talking about this because, oh yeah, she's cute. I would hang out with Caitlyn before I'd hang out with anyone who's ever been the Bachelor. Mm-hmm. Probably the same for JoJo. Yeah. Uh, wow. I don't know. JoJo's off the table for me because, you know, yeah. I might bump into Aaron Rodgers and I would have to tell him how I feel. That's but, true. Uh, uh, <laughs> definitely Rachel, though. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And even like, you know what? I'd hang out with Corinne before I'd hang out with any other bachelor. Oh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. When, Why can't you? Like, I love Rachel. Maybe we got to find a way to get Corinne. Uh, that being said, no. Corinne belongs on Paradise. That's yeah. the show we're sell. Which it's <laughs> fun that you mentioned that now because we had, we had complained earlier that there were no public invites to Paradise. Raven gets the first public invite to Paradise, which good for her. Poor for us, because she was going to be a first-round pick in our Paradise Bachelor Fantasy Draft 2017. Yeah, that's true. True it's said. True. Um, and I think that, well, once we know who's on Paradise, obviously, if, if Rachel's not there, I just don't know how I'm going to be able to, how I'm going to be able to cope. But that's okay. I will, uh, I, I will find a way with, with, with the strength of my friends and family. If uh, if Corinne's not there, then I'll then I'll find a way to to, to move on. Sorry, did I say Rachel? I mean you did, and I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> no, 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 Rachel's not gonna be there, but Corinne will. Yes. Oh God, Corinne has to be there, and I hope they bring that creepy music with her for every time that she says something. 
You notice that? It was like a carnival, creepy carnival music yeah. every time that she was involved. Even in uh, Women Tell All, they had the same music for her. It's like Twilight Zone music. Yeah, I hope they bring exactly that music along with her. We'll see. That would be <laughs> awesome, though. Um, the, uh, the, do you want to talk about the after show and the, some of the weirdness there? Yeah, I mean... I just found that that Nick Vanessa like co-interview and we kind of alluded to it earlier was like it just felt as though there were some moments there where things felt a little bit forced and weird. Yeah, like they could break up right there on the couch and, and <laughs> yeah. yeah, and everybody just would have been fine with it, I think. Yeah, Vanessa saying I only want to get engaged once, me being like I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that that ship has definitely sailed. This this one's not working out. You can tell cuz they're already weirdly like hostile towards each other and and even when they were just sitting next to each other on the couch it, it was it was you could there, there was not a lot of warmth wasn't feeling warmth there now i gotta be honest with you boys i uh due to circumstances i did not watch the really the last portion of it i saw parts of after the final rose but i did not view the uh interview with uh Vanessa and Nick i didn't see that portion um i was out the bed a little bit later in the evening but um i didn't mean, miss much everything no. i've heard it didn't sound good but i'm also not surprised because given the last couple of episodes of how she's been i mean it it just is not surprising to me that there would have been that lack of warmth that there are still major reservations so I don't know. And I would, if I didn't know that she had been in showbiz and had a little bit of experience with these things, IMDb page and whatever, I would say that maybe that's like a genuine reaction as a, as a normal everyday person, not really knowing what this whole process is about. But I think you get into the bachelor, you gotta know. So I, I don't know. I feel like it's a really strange situation right them right now for them to be like that. Has there been anything or a couple more awkward in the, the post uh, post rose ceremony than not that like, I can not that I can recall off the top of my head I mean I'm sure there has because there was the one guy who showed up to break up with that's the true he had picked to to go out with the runner-up he was basically like uh, he was like whoops <laughs> like, I made a huge mistake yeah he basically did the yeah, I made a huge <laughs> mistake thing but oh, uh, yeah it was definitely not it was definitely not a warm conversation between uh, between Vanessa and 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 Nick, yeah, that 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 one's not going to work out. We we can say that right now. And uh, should we should we discuss the Rachel situation? In yeah. Further depth. I mean, I'm super excited for her. I hope the entire like cell that they have isn't just going to be that she's black, because I mean she's also awesome too. Can we can we get a little more of that? Can we get a little more yeah. references to her being awesome instead of yeah. her just being black? She's also a beautiful, intelligent, successful lawyer. Yeah, let's, yeah. Let's 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 try to focus more on that a little bit, and then sprinkle in a little bit of the fact the fact that she's black. We don't have to just overtly mention it constantly, much like uh, Dean in the the post game there. Fuck Dean. Well, I don't like that guy. Dean. The worst. Uh, I, I thought that was. Her I just don't think that was good television. No. Like, what was the upside to, like, oh, we're going to have Rachel do this? Like, what? how was that helpful? It allowed Chris Harris to say 17 times that this was the most historic moment, that, like, we were going to have a historic moment in, in, in the Bachelor after show or whatever. And it was just like, yeah, that that that, that was it. I don't know. I, I guess they, they, they feel like they need to come up with ways to throw curveballs, but 
this was dumb, 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 and I implore the good people at ABC to never do that again with the the introducing of of guys in the after show like that. That was terrible. Because I that's one of my favorite episodes is is everybody getting out of the limo, right? So. Do those guys get to come out of the limo again when they do the first episode and say, like, hey, remember I, me? Or I assume so. But, yeah, because yeah. they'd have to introduce the whole cast of characters again. Because when does the new the new season start? Well, I assume they're filming it probably. Like, shortly. Speak. Yeah. yeah. So I, I would say in, in a month a or months. two. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's good. We don't have to wait too long. That's nice. No, no, no. Yeah, but yeah, it's it was a weird a weird thing, and and I kind of thought, well, when he when Chris Harrison like sprung it on her, being like, guess what? It starts right now. We're gonna bring out your bachelors, and she's like, what? Yeah. So like she seemed genuinely excited, but if I was her, I'd be like, no, yeah. <laughs> I wanted I want to do this a, a different way. Maybe I wouldn't want to be wearing this outfit when they meet me for the first time. Maybe I want to have the classic bachelorette experience and have it be you know in that moment standing there as as they come out of the limos and have that be the first encounter who who really wants the first encounter to be in front of like millions of people on tv in that way you know instead of the way where at least they're a little bit insulated because people are watching it afterwards but in that moment it's really just the two of them and the crew (laughs) when they're meeting each other at the limo at the front of the mansion right so it's a bit of an awkward interaction just by nature of of how they're doing this in front of a studio audience. Yeah, very very awkward and and again it's it's on TV and Rachel wasn't expecting it and you know people would have like you know their their lines and all that stuff to her prepared obviously for when they're coming out of the limo as to what they're going to say and I felt obviously these guys did have have lines prepared but they they no. were they were bad lines and the guys like oh I've got tickets to Vegas let's just go elope like I understand it was a joke, dude, but come on. Yeah, coming on a little strong, but I keep coming back to fucking Dean there, man. Like, like, <laughs> like when that guy's in the limo thinking his shit up. Like, let's say, God, like he's like, what can I do? What can I do? I gotta really make a first impression. Let me, let me separate myself and stand out from the rest of the herd here. What do I do? I know. I'll say the most racist and cliche bullshit I can possibly <laughs> think of. Yeah. Good job, do Dean. Think, yeah. Do you think that? Because I would imagine that whatever those guys are saying would have had to be vetted. Well, they, at, at the very least, they would have told the producers what they thought they were going to say. If he goes rogue and says some shit like that, I mean, there's not there, much they can do since it's live. If I was but, a producer and that idiot told me he was going to go up there and rock the once you go black, you don't go back line. I immediately turn to Craig, who I assume is also my producer, and I <laughs> high five him because <laughs> I'm like, that'll yeah. be that that. I'm like, this will be talked about, right? <laughs> is, is, yeah. Is the way is the way I th- feel. Oh, I God. think I'm thinking of like a legal vetting perspective. Like when we're at work, where we're like, well, we can't say that. Or no, that's not good. That's not a good idea. <laughs> so, but this, obviously, the more controversial, the better for them, I suppose. But mm. uh, yeah, certainly the cringe factor was massive on that, as we've already discussed. I just remember yelling on the couch, being like, what? What did you just say? <laughs> if that i had a hoodie awful. on i would have pulled it up and zipped it up so i couldn't see i was just that embarrassed for the dude it was like oh good god man oh. it's like you're why people hate white people come on it's ridiculous mm. uh so yeah that's it do we have anything like that that's it that's it for the bachelor close the book on on our first uh first bachelor uh cover of the season 
Yeah. How do you guys feel about what we accomplished uh, over these <laughs> last few weeks? I feel the world's a better place because of the conversations we've had on this podcast. That, yeah, that does go without saying. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So oh, the world's a better place, and I hope that uh, I hope that someday Nick and Vanessa, and especially Corinne, will have a chance to hear all these podcasts sort of in a row. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> especially Maybe you should mail it to them, Craig. Email it. I should, That's true. Yeah. We should. We should send it to Corinne's Instagram just so she knows we had her back from the beginning. That's totally. true. Yeah. Well, I didn't. I was, I, but I came around. You know, I was staunchly anti-Corinne, but then I was like, she's just too entertaining. Right. So why don't we, yeah, send it to her and title it Cheese Pasta for, <laughs> for Raquel's eyes she'll only. She'll click it immediately. <laughs> exactly. She's all about it, you know? Yeah, yeah. Why not? And we'll send that, it to the people at uh, American Express, and maybe they'll get on with the, the cards for us. That's a good point, too. We that's should, true. Yeah, they should definitely know about that. Uh, now, Corinne, if you're listening to this, you probably would have heard a lot of discussion about your vagine on earlier episodes. Oh, dear. and yes, there would have been some, but you started it. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. So yes, before... we want to meet Raquel. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Meet Raquel. Hashtag I need a Raquel. <laughs> so Craig, before we get out of there, I was thinking about the show Riverdale today. And yes. Jess, are you watching Riverdale? I am not, but I have heard that it is something that I should be watching. Yeah, I, oh, highly, I, I highly recommend it. Here's the, I was thinking about what they could do for season two, right? Because season one is obviously going to be a fun little, you know, mur- whodunit murder mystery where everyone in the town, you know, like small town murder, everyone has a motive and they're all suspect. And throughout <laughs> the series, you go, oh, it's her. No, it's him. No, it's her. And then and then eventually we're, we're going to find out uh, who it is. I'm definitely afraid it's going to be Luke Perry. By the way, I don't. I don't want it to be Luke Perry. I want Luke Perry to be on this show in perpetuity and forever. Uh, <laughs> but I got to thinking about what they could do for season two, Greg. And you, you've been watching this show, so you know that the, the people who own Archie also own properties such as Josie and the Pussycats. Yes. One thing you may not know that the people who own Archie also own the rights to, because this character, this beloved character, and the characters that are are related to said beloved character are owned by the Archie people and actually made their debut in the Archie comics. That character is Sabrina the Teenage Witch, Craig. Oh my god, I didn't know that! Yeah, Sabrina the Teenage Witch made her debut in the in the Archie comics before ever, way before ever it was an, it was an ABC TV show. Huh. So, after we get this murder mystery thing, what if season two, this new family moves into town, and this new family uh, has, like, a sexy 20 to 24-year-old who's playing a 17-year-old who <laughs> moves into town with their two, na- two new aunts, and they're a little strange, Craig. There's a little something going on. And one of the aunts is Melissa Joan Hart. Absolutely. And you know who <laughs> One of the ants is Melissa Joan Hart, and and I'm about to drop a bomb even bigger than Melissa Joan Hart, because here's who I want to play the other ant. You ready for this? Yeah, what do you got? Nev Campbell. Oh, I would Yeah. I definitely remember, Nev, that. Nev Campbell was in, the, it was in the craft, good sir. She has yes. already yes. played a witch. So we have two awesome like people with witch backgrounds who are the proper age. Uh, like for, and for she's already ones. worked with Skeet Ulrich. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> I have 
I have another idea without ever having seen this show. Simply because you mentioned Josie and the Pussycats mm-hmm. bring in a band yes. with with Rachel Lee Cook in it, and Josie and the Pussycats can play Sixpence None the Richer, Kiss Me. <laughs> I'd watch that too. That's how that, I would respect. And I would respect the hell out of that. That is how you end a podcast, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. No, <laughs> Don't be sorry. Good. Don't be sorry whatsoever. That was tremendous. Brought it all back. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to like... stands off of that, I tell you what. Uh, <laughs> so, Craig and Jess, thanks for slogging through this uh, this with me and picking me up and on your shoulders and carrying me through all this Bachelor talk that, that we've been doing. Um, I can't wait to do this. I don't know if we'll go week to week with the, uh, with the Bachelorette, but, uh, I mean, maybe we will. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, we'll uh, see how much we're enjoying it. Maybe there's going to be some sort of male Corinne that we just have to oh, talk about. Oh, I hope so. Yeah, that that would be fun. Maybe it's Dean. Maybe Dean's. The, maybe we get. Maybe we get flipped on Dean. Who knows? Uh, anyway, it's great to have you guys here, and and yeah, I had a lot of fun. Had a lot of fun doing these these bachelors. I had a lot of fun too. Yeah, they were awesome. Thanks so much for letting me tag along with it because it's been uh, it's been a real fun ride with you fellas. No problem. Happy to have you back. We'll definitely get you back. We'll do some bachelorette stuff. I don't like I said. I don't know if we'll go week to week, but we'll definitely do some. So that's it for the crossover podcast for this week. Check us out on iTunes and SoundCloud.com slash crossover podcast. Please rate and subscribe on iTunes and find us at thecrossoverpodcast.com. That is it for this week, but we will be back sometime at the beginning of the next week because Iron Fist comes out on Friday. So Craig, or not Craig, uh, but Kevin and some of the other guys from the other side of this podcast will be joining me to talk Iron Fist, which is not getting good reviews out of the hop right now. So uh, could make for an interesting podcast after we binge watch that over the weekend. Uh, Craig and Jess, once again, thank you guys. Yes. Wait, I have a request. Throw it out there. When you're editing out the end of this podcast, would you play Sixpence on the Richard? <laughs> <laughs> it's the only way to do it, man. Come on. It really is. We'll see. I'll see what I can do. <laughs> All right. Take okay. care, everybody. <laughs> Bye. Kiss me.